0: Welcome, everybody. I've got a special guest today, Dr. Debbie Osment, who I first met in my drdavisinfinitehealth.com inner circle. We have a weekly Zoom meeting, uh, me with um, some of my staff and about 70, 80 to 100 people in a two-way Zoom. And Dr. Osment came on and she had so much unique, insightful information on the role of dental health on overall health, including the microbiome. So I thought she'd be a perfect guest to bring on the Defiant Health podcast. So welcome, Dr. Osmond.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Davis. It's a joy to be here.
0: You know, I- I don't know how many dentists. <laughs> I know you have advanced training in in health and wellness and that sort of thing, but uh, I've never met a dentist that took such a deep interest in the microbiome, the oral microbiome. Can you tell me? Can you tell us how you kind of got started after practicing conventional dentistry for many years?
1: Well, I graduated in '85 and had sort of a boutique practice. Um, you know, very relational, and I knew everybody and. Um, I, I just started noticing that people were taking more and more meds, and the more meds they took the sicker they were and then I started you know just i was i love these people these were my patient family and was concerned about them. I also noticed that younger and younger people were having more uh gum disease i mean you know in say in say eighty five or ninety you wouldn't think that a a 20 something would have any problems, but then, you know, fast forward to 2000, 2010, I was seeing, um, you know, periodontal gum problems starting in teenagers. So, you know, I knew that was probably somewhat, um, all this highly processed food, uh, sodas, just all that, all that jazz. But, but I also saw them taking more and more medicine. So it was not unusual to see a, a 25-year-old, you know, taking maybe an antihypertensive. And you're you're saying that's an old person's medicine. And, and uh, you know, when, early in my practice, that was the people over 60 that were taking maybe one or two. But as time progressed, the over 60 crowd was taking, you know, 14. I mean, that sounds crazy, but you see it all the time. I saw a patient last week and he had 18 prescription meds. I didn't want to, I didn't want to touch him. I didn't want to do a head and neck exam. You know, I was afraid, you know, you just go, Whoa, I've got to go research all these interactions, which nobody knows. Uh, we can only guess. So, so that, um, anyway, just seeing the, that those rapid changes propelled me to initially take a vascular inflammation class actually given by a cardiologist and, um, it was uh, Dr. Bell. It turned into the Bell Donine Preceptorship, uh, which is a heart attack and stroke prevention uh, program for dentists and physicians. So that started the ball rolling. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. Suddenly you're on the high dive and you're just about to jump in. And it's so much fun. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful adventure. I took, um, I went to a, a wellness coaching program at Mayo Clinic and there etched in granite was a quote by the old, old elder, uh, Dr. Mayo that said, a man is not like a wagon to be taken apart and repaired in pieces, but to be treated as a whole. And, you know, that just sort of summed it up. Now, now wellness coaching wasn't, uh, it was a great program, but it wasn't what I thought it was, um, really just, you know, helping people find their why. It wasn't information, so then that led me to a um, to the Academy of uh, Anti Aging Medicine, and then uh, they had a, a master's program. As a dentist, I thought it was essential to uh, make sure I stay in my lane. I didn't want to ever feel like I was practicing medicine. I don't, you know, I'm a dentist, so I I start with the mouth and, and go from there. But the research is just so clear. That you know the mouth is connected. So <laughs> surprise, surprise, because so we've 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 treated it as this separate orifice, and that's actually um, as you know joking around. Uh, I when I had to write my thesis for the master's program, I called it the forgotten orifice, and then um, that was how the I think that sort of attracted the attention of a a TEDx uh, program, you know, close by. So that was that's what the TEDx is called. So hopefully I answered your question. It's really just curiosity. Like you have Dr. Davis, it's just curiosity. You learn one thing and you see something else and you know, you don't know enough about that. So you want to learn something else and then you find out, and then you meet somebody interesting and you you say, Oh, tell me what you're doing. You know, it's just, it's just a wonderful adventure dentist as a group. And we're, we're trained as carpenters. I mean, we really fix teeth. And, um, when, when my daughter was, uh, like five years old, her teacher said, what is your, what does your mama do? She said, well, she's a laundry lady and she fixes teeth. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) You know, I I know you have a lot of experience with microbial DNA testing of saliva. Can you tell us what you've been learning about that?
1: Yes. I use a company called access genetics. Uh, they're located in Minneapolis and I visited their, um, Their lab, it's incredible. It tests for eleven different oral pathogens. They're in three groups: uh, uh, red complex, orange complex, and green complex. Well, I started using this test probably. Well, it was right after the vascular inflammation class because the cardiologist is the one who introduced me to it. And um, at the time, I really thought it was the red complex bacteria, the the worst of the bugs that caused you know, the problems in the body now I've so totally changed my mind about that. Uh, I mean, they cause problems, but these other bacteria do also, uh, but I kept seeing, well, I would see we, we the red complex uh, includes uh, Porphyromonas gingivalis, which is a, a bacteria that's very much in the news, very much in the research in terms of memory loss or, Adding to dementia. There's been, there have been incredible mouse studies. There have been human studies. They find this bacteria uh, present about 40% post mortem in the brains of people who are having uh, memory problems. Super interesting. Researchers all over the world are, um, are looking into this. And um, so, so that was highly interesting. I also uh, took a deep dive into a spirochete called Trepanema denicola. Now, that's a bacteria that often is due to a failing root canal. And uh, I am not against root canals, but but most root canals are indeed teeth on probation. So, you know, they're going to go. I mean, there might be a few that don't go, but they're going to, they're probably going to go. And so you have to watch them closely. And um, I actually did an experiment on myself in that area. I had a... Uh, Coming home from the the big seminar, I tested, you know, uh, my team at the office. I tested my husband, our children, anybody that would spit in a bottle. You know, I wanted to see what their saliva looked like and found that I had a little bit of trepanema Now, now, Dr. Davis, this would have been probably 13 years ago. And um, I was like, oh, my mouth is healthy. How can this be? So I started digging, 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 and found that it comes from a root canal. It's an early sign of failure of a root canal. Well, I only had one root canal. Thank you know, thank God. Um, but interestingly, my husband had a little bit of it. So I learned that Treponema is a transmissible bacteria. So transmissible, transmissible. You can you know you can spread this around, and um, so. I I literally made my decision to get my tooth out and retest as an experiment on myself to see how valid all of this was. So I go to my, you know, I'm at the office. I go to my front desk and say, "I I was, you know, Dr. Debbie," and she was. We called her front desk Debbie. Uh, It was a Debbie I grew up with who was just awesome. We had so much fun. And I was, I said, uh, "Schedule me out this day. I'm going to go get a tooth out." And she's like, "What are you doing?" You've gone overboard. You've lost your mind. And um, so, but I did get that tooth out, retested three months later, and it's gone. That trepanema denticola, this spirochete, that's a cousin to um, what syphilis. I mean, just the shape of the bacteria, you know, not not syphilis, but a a similar, you know, they look alike. And um, so, you know, that convinced me that absolutely convinced me it was gone in Mike too. So, uh, that was, that was so exciting because, you know, this is real. And, you know, I always tell patients, you don't know the snake that doesn't bite you. You know, you take a hike and you, you don't know, but, um, you know, to get rid of something like that early. Oh my goodness. It's just it's just what you talked about talk about I uh, of course I read super gut several times I've got everybody in Oklahoma reading super gut it's a phenomena here everybody's eating the yogurt and uh but i'm I'm reading um Undoctored right now and I, I so appreciate how you talk about you know you don't you don't know what you avoid you don't you know we we don't just expect to get these diseases we we attack them early and before they take, you know, before they, you know, take control.
0: I I know you have an interest in this really injuring microbe, Fusobacterium nuclei.
1: Yes. I, my favorite bacteria in the whole world.
0: (laughs) Tell us why.
1: Why? Because uh, I started noticing on my patients testing that they might not have any of the the red uh, complex bacteria, which includes, you know, the ones we, we know, are so highly inflammatory, um, but I noticed that I was sort of ignoring Fusobacterium. Uh, it was high on a lot of people's tests, and it might be almost the only thing high. But uh, they were the same people having gut problems, and so you know, I, you know, I start searching, searching, and and researching, and oh my goodness, there's just there's a mountain of research on Fusobacterium Nucleatum, and um, So at that time I was still in my, you know, restorative practice, but doing this as much as possible, loving it. um, Physicians that would send me patients often had a GI map or had some sort of stool test. So we would notice, well, kind of accidentally, Dr. Davis, we noticed that um, we get rid of fusobacterium in the mouth and their gut gets healthier. You know, they would come in and say, Dr. Debbie, I, I'm pooping every day now. And I, I thought every four days was my normal, you know, my GI doctor told me, you know, oh, I like every four days is your normal. And I'm like, no, it's not your normal. Uh, it might be your normal, but it's not your optimal and it's not good. And so, um, that caused me to just research. use a bacterium, learn so much about it. It's a, it's a fun bacteria to know because it is a called a commensal. It's an opportunistic commensal. So it can be good at low levels, and it can, you know, be horrible uh, at higher levels. So I lovingly call it the mother-in-law bacteria. And uh, because it's just so much like a mother-in-law, you know, any of your mother-in-law's listening, I'm a mother-in-law, so I can make fun of myself. I, um, you know, have enjoyed my mother-in-law mostly. Not a hundred percent, but just like my son-in-law, I'm sure uh, doesn't enjoy me a hundred percent. But I learned that, like a mother-in-law, fusibacterium is good at low levels; it actually is beneficial. But you know, if I go over to uh, my daughter and son-in-law's house and I start moving their furniture around and telling them what to do and moving my stuff in and taking over and um, giving lots and lots of unsolicited advice, then you know. They can't wait to get rid of me. Uh, that's how Fuso is. Once Fuso uh, colonizes in the gut, uh, it's, it causes problems. It actually is a, uh, a bridging bacteria. So it makes other bac- other bacteria worse. And we're learning more and more about that every day. In fact, even in 2022, there have been some astounding studies that have showed uh, correlations in um, how Fusobacterium actually makes. Porphomonas gingivalis, the, the bacteria that affects memory, how it makes it worse. It helps it colonize into a biofilm. It helps it grow. Um, it Fusobacterium produces um, something called adhesins, and these adhesins just you know start the party with the bad biofilm, and um, so it's super important bacteria. You know, it's one of those kind of like the people that you know that lay low and don't say much. But when they do, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I should be scared of them." And uh, that's sort of how Fuso is. It, it's it's quiet. You don't think much of it. Uh, it gets totally ignored. But but we've learned that if say say when a physician sends a patient, well, now it's, it's pretty well known. They'll like they'll see high Fusobacterium, say on a, a stool test, a GI map, and they'll be like, "Well, send them to see Debbie." So then I test their mouth, and um, we know that if we want to get if We want to treat it in the gut. We have to treat it in the mouth first, and it's it's really you know health starts in the gut, and I've believed that for twenty years. But now I know the gut starts in the mouth, and we really have to look at that. Good studies, uh, probably three or four years ago, on uh, gut diversity, and I I so appreciate how you talk about diversity uh, of the microbes in the gut. Uh, Consistently, well, it, depending on um, the oral microbiome, then well, I should start over. I'm sorry. Um, the oral microbiome impacts the diversity of the gut. People who have early periodontal disease uh, have less diversity than people who have healthy gums.
0: So, what's your preferred therapeutic approach if you have Fusobacteria?
1: Depending on you know, we'll know the level in the gut uh, well, know the level in the mouth. I, I do what's called, well, I do a comprehensive periodontal exam. That's the, that's a standard of care. It's the only way to actually objectively know what's going on. I typically take a, a 3d cone beam x-ray, depending on what, what I see, especially if they have a root canal, then that's essential because, you know, a lot of those probations go bad. And, uh, then, then I do a scaling and replanting and a, I use a laser to kill um, the bacteria. I also use um, some ozone when I'm, when I'm dealing with that, I send them home uh, with ozonated olive oil pretty much a hundred percent now and instructions on how to keep it clean. It's not just brush and floss. You know what I'm saying? Flossing is, is uh, you know, I will get killed if I say don't floss, but It's generally not that therapeutic in terms of getting rid of the biofilm and you have to use a little brush to get rid of the biofilm, which is generally much easier, um, requires much less dexterity than flossing, and people love it, love it, love it. So I have them use these little, these little gum picks and just, you know, clean around their teeth and then go around again and dip, dip that in the ozonated olive oil. And we are having great results with.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. Wow.
1: Easy. It's easy. It's inexpensive. It's painless. Um, Anybody can do it. I had a patient with a hook arm. He could do it. So now I say to people, don't give me any excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Now,
0: you mentioned your uh, volunteer work in Nicaragua. That was really interesting. Could, Could you tell us about that?
1: thank you yes um uh, made a lot of trips to nicaragua um uh, medical mission trips so the um the people there would literally ride their horse for 3 days to come if they heard the medical team was going to be there and so we'd drive up in our bus and they would just be lined up the sweetest people in the world uh, we would kind of rotate places. Like one year we went back to a place we had been to three years earlier and all these people were greeting me saying, me dentista, tista, dentista." tista. <laughs> no, like back in town, it was just, you know, so, so wonderful. And, uh, but I saw mostly it's extractions there. You know, everybody, they have so many toothaches, a lot of sugar cane there. But I would occasionally see somebody who had super healthy gums and super great teeth. And they would just want me to look at their teeth and check them. So I started asking, what are, you know, what are you doing differently? I learned that some people would get a little twig just from a tree or a bush and, you know, make it smooth and then use it between their teeth sort of as a mini toothbrush. And, and that that's essentially what these brush picks are that I like. Uh, these gum brush picks and Nicaragua is the reason I started having people add that to the regimen. That's probably that actually probably started before my education, um, my deep dive education. But it, um, you know, you, you, you on mission trips, as you know, Dr. Davis, you go to help them, but they always help you. You know, you, you go and you learn so much and you just see people who. They line up to get teeth out, but that night they're out in their village dancing together, you know, doing the salsa and all cooking together and having, you know, just really the the relationship richness that we all uh, are designed for. That's it was a it was a wonderful experience. I haven't been in about three years now.
0: Do you have any preferred strategies? So, uh, of course, your mechanical cleaning methods, your lasering, and of course flossing and the picks you're talking about, but are there Uh, uh, do you know of any purposeful steps you can take to restore a healthy oral microbiome? Uh,
1: That's a wonderful question. Yes, I would. uh, I recommend no mouthwash really. Um, I have the only mouthwash I sort of like is chlorine dioxide. And um, I think it's, I think it's uh, good for killing bad bacteria and preserving good bacteria the brand i like is Care. now Care puts this weird blue dye in there that doesn't need to be there you know so you know there we go it's not perfect but but it is better i am against all of the conventional mouthwashes that just kill everything they for one thing you know they um kill the bacteria that help generate nitric oxide at the back of the tongue so you know across the board when i got people off of those or started noticing their blood pressure improved, uh, improved because just a simple step of not using, you know, these caustic mouthwashes. Um, So I, so I say, I tell people really just um, the simpler, the better. I recommend a toothpaste with no uh, sodium lauryl sulfide uh, SLS. You'll see that on, on the package. Uh, I don't, I don't recommend fluoride. Another thing I will get killed for, But um, generally, most people don't need fluoride. It's a toxin. And there are maybe some exceptions. uh, And I would say it's the people who are elderly, who are taking 20 medicines and 18 of those medicines are drying their mouth out. Their mouth is the Sahara Desert. So at that point, um, it's the lesser of two evils to use fluoride. So um you know in that case yes but but you know we didn't we didn't put fluoride on uh in our office once we understood what it was doing i certainly put plenty of fluoride on before i understood that but that would be one thing it, to tell your dentist i no thank you you know no thank you no thank you no thank you um less is more i think dr davis in terms of of any dental procedure you know, uh, as far as fillings and crowns and, you know, I would recommend that people ask a lot of questions when when they're prescribed treatment. Um, once once those teeth are cut away, there's there's no going back. Uh, I, I I like to talk about um, oil pulling to people who are open to it. You know, the ancient Ayurvedic um, process. It's simple. It's it, it's no risk um, takes a little time. Uh, you can, and anybody can do it. So that's, that's always great. I think one thing I so respect about you is, is how you keep things simplified and, and, you know, our bodies, you know, like like you always say are the same as they were 2000 years ago, whatever, uh, way back, but the simpler we can be the better. And and that's a lesson Nicaragua certainly um, taught me.
0: Do you see a role for oral probiotics
1: absolutely and um I actually developed some um, and right now they're they're not being uh, produced, but we saw a lot of benefits from those. I am not good at selling things um, so, so but one of these days I want to revisit the oral the oral probiotics because I sort of am grandfathered in on um some that have, you know, the bactericide and like inhibitory qualities, and saw a lot of great benefits. And people are always calling me and saying, How can I get some more of your probiotics? But, um, anyway, that's something I really need to work on because they helped a lot of people. They're not expensive, they uh, they taste good. A lot of the probiotics on the market are very chalk like, and 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 these, these were delicious. You know, I think things have to be they have to be. Easy, simple, and, you know, not confusing. And they have to be delicious. We want life to be life to be the, delicious. So it can't be, uh, oh, I have to take my probiotic. No, it's like, I want to. And uh, so.
0: What was the rationale behind the formulation? That is, uh, are there specific microbes you thought need to be replaced?
1: Yes. Um, it, and gosh, I haven't even let my brain think about this for a while. I'd have to actually... Uh, you know, reacquaint myself with those. But yeah, I did a lot of research. I was at a, I was at a digestive health uh, seminar, in fact, and it was, it was early in my exposure to digestive probiotics. And so it was like a three day seminar, you know, by the third day I'm at the back talking to everybody. And, and, um, and so I said, you know, we need oral probiotics. And and this is before there were really any out there. And um, uh, so suddenly all these people around me saying, what would it look like? What would it taste like? What would it, you know? So they formulated one that was my proprietary blend and uh, it, it was, it really worked. And we did before and after testing with the with oral DNA test to see if it was working. And we could tell it was working. And of course, you know, people, People might not listen to you about uh things they can't see, but it it freshened breath so much that people, you know, would they loved it for that. You know, it's you always have to kind of find the, the pain point. And uh that was it was they were great for that. So so thank the, you for these were on.
0: these were oral or salivary species, not gastrointestinal species.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, they were salivary Species, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah, very. You know, I I have the the feeling that that world is going to explode as the science develops and matures, and we learn all the uh, the huge influence of the oral microbiome on the upper gastrointestinal microbiome, in particular.
1: Is oh yes, the- yes. No, I I I want to talk more about this, um, you know, at a later time because it's it's super interesting. Uh, it's just been off my radar you know, for, for a couple of years, I had a glitch in, um, finding some of the ingredients and, you know, I just haven't, haven't thought too much about it lately, but it's, it really was a beneficial product for people and would save them, uh, money on their dental care. Mm. But then Dr. Davis now, you know, we know even more about how it's going to help them from From the standpoint of vascular inflammation, uh, you know, gut pathogen diversity uh, or lack of, you know, it just it's just big, 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 big.
0: Dr. Debbie Osmond, thank you very much for sharing your wisdom. Uh, This is an area I do not know a whole lot about, and I I suspect a lot of my listeners don't either (laughs) because it's so new. So, thank you for sharing your your great insights. If someone wants to hear more about your work where where should they go
1: uh they can join me on um uh, my podcast vitality made simple it's not a dental podcast it's really a podcast that tries to um make being healthy less stressful less confusing less expensive and less no fun uh, so you know we want we want to feel good and we want it to be fun too so um and then i would invite you to to watch my ted talk uh, it's called the Forgotten Orifice. And uh, and I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Davis. You know, you really do know way more about this than you think you do. I, I, as I've listened to your podcast, you brought up Fusobacterium. And I've never heard a physician in my life, and I know lots of physicians, who have um who've brought that up on a national platform. And I thank you for that.
0: <laughs> thank you, Dr. Oshman. <laughs> Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: I'll stop recording.